Welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. And you can find our podcast on Instagram at Happy and Single. Now, I want you guys to know this is my first time like actually taking all of my podcast recording equipment and doing it on the road. So if this recording happens to sound slightly different, that's why. And if not, then awesome. <laughs> but today, the title of our episode is called Trying Again. And as I was reflecting on this episode, there was a line that came to me from a song. There was a song that one of my clients wrote. It's called The Middle of Starting Over. And in there, there's a, there's a particular line that I love. And this is back to the beginning, going to hit rewind, chance to do it over, let, get it right this time. Life gives you pennies, turn them into dimes. I'm in the middle of starting over. I'm in the middle of starting over. You know, I don't know if we necessarily ever go back to the beginning. I love a quote by, it's attributed to C.S. Lewis, even though it's not his. So I don't know where it comes from, but it says, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. And that's what I hear in that song, is just starting over and trying again. And the interesting thing about trying again is oftentimes when you try again, you will experience the most opposition. And maybe it's from people that you don't even expect to hear it from. Well, don't hold it against people when they don't believe in what you're doing. Because think of how many friends and family and stuff post stuff on their social media pages that, they, that they're trying to achieve and that they're wanting to go for and that you're not even that interested in. Every one of us is so self-interested. And sometimes we get so obsessed with wanting people to back us up when we're starting over or when we're trying new things. And trying new things can be challenging. And I love the quote by Helen Keller that says, life is a daring adventure or nothing. As I read biographies from many different people, I love hearing the parts of their life that were really, really hard and how they went forward anyways. Why? Probably because it tells me that no matter where I'm at in my life, I can start over. I can do things differently. Yes, if I could go back in my life, there are many things that I would do differently. And then there's a part of me that's like, oh my goodness, but if I did those things differently, would these other things still happen? But I've still met these certain people in my life. Maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't. But does it matter? What, what do we want out of trying again? Why do we try again? I, I think we try again because in almost a backwards way, it's kind of similar to when, when tons of moisture gets drawn into a cloud. After there's so much moisture in a, a rain cloud, it begins to rain. I think in some ways it's that way for us. And different events in our life really add rain to that cloud. And when that cloud begins to rain and pour and really water those things that we really want to have happen in our lives, those, those big dreams, those big goals, those things that we really, really want to achieve, and I got to be honest, especially because right now I'm, I happen to be back at my sister's house for a little while and she's got seven kids. So there's nine people here plus me. 
And then at times my parents who come and who come and visit as well. And to find time to record is insane. Like today is Saturday. And I was like, oh my goodness, I don't know when I'm going to find time. Because you got to have it like to record. You got to have somewhat quiet. I don't want to have tons of background noise. And then you think you find your perfect window. Like, you know, my sister was, was going to Costco and I'm like, oh, sweet. Awesome. This is my chance. This is my opportunity. And then all of a sudden my little nephew wanted to stay home. And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> this isn't going to work because the, the house is massive, but it also echoes and, you know, you know how it works when somebody's jumping on the floor above and that type of stuff. And, and then finally he decides to go and then it starts to raid and she's got to put her, you know, she puts her dog in the house and I'm like, oh my goodness, how am I going to, how am I going to ever get this done? And the dog happened to come in right next to the area I've set up for recording. <laughs> but, but isn't that how life works? And then so I personally, I just went and I said a prayer and it was more just to, I don't know, just settle myself down and really ask for Heavenly Father's help of what to say. You know, and, and then after that prayer, it actually stopped raining and I was able to put the dog back outside and, and you know, we don't have the noise of the rain hitting the window and stuff. And I think God is so much more willing to help us when we try than when we don't. I think it's us, like it's us that beat ourselves up so much and we think that we can't try again. We think we can't try again in relationships. We think we can't try again because we're too old. Well, too old compared to what? Too old compared to the 90-year-old that's discovering some of the same lessons that you have in your life? Or too old compared to the 14-year-old that's trying to just make it through life and going through so many different challenges of their own. And we're like, no, I want to be that young again. I want to try again. I, I, want, to, I, I want to practice more in sports. I want to practice more, you know, guitar or whatever. Well, number one, we can't do that. And number two, even if we did, we would have our own challenges. Challenges are a part of life. And they're also a part of trying again. Why, why does it get so much harder when we start? I love the analogy in football. When you are so close to the goal line, your own goal line, the goal, the goal that you're protecting, the other team doesn't have much space. They have to cover you. And you don't have much space to work. Now, yes, you have probably more space than that to work, but it might feel like that. And then as you get closer and like, once you get out of the end zone, once you get a little bit of traction, you have a lot of more space to play, a ton more space to play. And then as you get to the midfield, you got tons more and you can, you know, the, you can see the goal closer and closer and closer. And then once you're super close to your goal, sometimes it even gets harder because then the defense, the football defense has less area to cover. I think there's some cool analogies in that. And, you know, every analogy isn't perfect. So take from that what you will. One thing I've noticed about trying again, there is an incredible joy in it. There's an incredible excitement. There's an incredible power in it. Why do people get so emotional when they've achieved their goals? 
It's like one of my nephews, he really enjoys the show BattleBots. It's pretty cool. I mean, fighting robots, like, that's awesome. Like, that, that's pretty cool. And so we've been watching it for the past few days, kind of binge watching this BattleBots show. And as we did, it was interesting to see some of the participants get emotional. Get emotional about these robots that they have created. Well, it's not about the robots. It's because this is what they've decided to do. This is what they've decided to put all of their time, all of their energy into. What about you? What have you decided to put all your energy and try again? Or what have you written off forever? What, what are goals and dreams that you've had for your entire life that you just said, I can't do that anymore? Now, maybe if you happen to be 36, and dreamed of playing in the NBA when you were a kid, okay, it might be a little bit too late, unless you're like seven feet tall. Height can, height can beat some pretty good barriers. But for the most part, we don't even try. There's a movie I remember watching, and I can't remember, I think I just saw it on TV, but it was called Take Me Home Tonight. And in the end of this movie, there's a scene where this character who he'd gone to a really strong school and he'd come back home and he decided to work at a video store. And his father happened to be a cop and he got in some trouble. And so at the end of the movie, his dad's the one that pulls him over. And he's like, Dad, I'm a failure. I'm, I'm, I'm horrible. I'm awful. I'm never going to make anything of myself. And his dad some, says something really powerful in that moment. His dad said, son. You can't be a failure because you haven't even tried. What is stopping you from trying? What is stopping you from living your daring adventure as Helen Keller talks about? If, if you want to be a musician, do that. If you want to be a stand-up comedian, do that. One of my clients I worked with years ago, she happened to, she happened to connect with some of the biggest names in the music business. And one of them told her, basically because you know, she didn't fit the ideal profile that they want for their singers, they basically said, don't even try. Just stop. I remember there was a program I felt really strongly about creating in my life. It was this program for return missionaries, which we serve missions in my, in my faith. We go out for two years or for the, the sisters, which are the girls, they go out a year and a half. And you do nothing but preach the gospel. And when they come home, it really is. It's almost like a fish out of water because you've been out of the real world for so long. And I felt really compelled to make a program. And I went to somebody that I thought would be super excited that I was making this program. And they did the exact opposite. They said, oh, somebody's already got that covered. Don't worry about it. 
And it was somebody I was not expecting that from. It was not a family member or anything like that or a friend. It was somebody else. And I went forward and I did it anyways. And you know what? I did most of this 90-day program in about two weeks. It was not really even close to professional. I mean, I had a crappy mic. Like, I mean, it was an okay mic, I guess. But it was done outside. I mean, some of these, some of these shots is like the sun in my behind me and super bright and just terrible, terrible camera shots on some of these. But I did it. You know, there's something about just trying. There's something about taking on a challenge that is so exciting. I remember another experience where I took on this challenge of these ridiculously hard goals on my mission. It was basically, it was learning a bunch of different words. It was also reading the Book of Mormon, which is 531 pages in English, and it's about 600-something in Portuguese. And my goal consisted of, I wanted to read verse by verse in both of these books. And the original goal was a month, but I'd slacked off. So I decided I was going to do it in two weeks. I was like, no, I made a commitment and I'm absolutely keeping this commitment. And I did. Now, I was exhausted. And part of, part of being a missionary, you spend like 10 plus hours out teaching people. And I got to admit, a few times we were teaching people that I fell asleep because I would wake up like at the crack of dawn and I would go to bed super late. But when I finished that, I felt alive. There's a scripture and I believe it's in Genesis 2 in the first or second verse there. So it's actually in the first verse and it says, thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. I love that verse. Why? Because we care about things that are finished. There, there is something so awesome about trying. And the times I actually follow through, the times I actually get done what I say I'm going to do, I feel alive. Do you know the most inspiring stories, though? The most inspiring stories are the ones where the person has the hardest challenges to fight off. I mean, you think about it. We love movies like Infinity War and Endgame, where the odds are nearly insurmountable. And we love acts of courage, like we see with Iron Man in Endgame. I think there's a lot of really cool analogies in there. And one of those analogies that I see, there is the, you know, is really that of the Savior. The Savior Jesus Christ who you know, came to the world and paid for all of our sins. Why? So that we could try again. Always. 
you can always try again. Anytime that voice in your head, the crazy leprechaun voice says, I'm sorry, you've reached your amount of tries. It's like, it's like you're at a, one of those arcades where you, you, know, you have a certain amount of money in your card and you keep swiping, keep swiping. I'm going to get this, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get this. I'm going to keep trying, trying, and trying. And then finally you swipe it and there's no credits left. That never happens with God. And if you don't believe in God, that never happens with the universe, that never happens with anything else. But because of the Savior, we're able to try again. There's a beautiful song by Kristen Chenoweth called Because He Lives. And it's basically because he lives, we get to try again. We, we can, you know, there's all the eternal things too. But even just in a day-to-day way, we can try again. We can say, you know what? Starting today, I'm going to do this. And then when we trip and fall, as most of us will, get back up. Why? Because we can. And I got to be honest, sometimes the more we fall, it feels harder to get up. But it's not. It It just mentally feels a little bit harder. But if it didn't have to, it is only that crazy leprechaun voice in your head that says, you can't do this. You're too young, you're too old, you're too fat, you're too thin, you're too whatever. That, that leprechaun voice is so clever. When I was 23, it told me I was too young to be a coach. Now that I'm 36, it tells me I'm too old. <laughs> And when I tell that to the coaches that are like, you know, 50 or older, they're like, what? They look at the exact, the crazy leprechaun voice tells them, he's like, oh, he's the perfect age and you're too old. It doesn't matter what the crazy leprechaun voice tells us. It only matters when we make a decision. I believe when we make a decision, God provides a way. I mean, it wasn't until I had everything set up for the podcast and then started to rain and everything else. It was a test. It was a test to see if I was going to get frustrated and be like, you know what? It just doesn't matter. And I don't care if I do this every week. But I love this. In a strange way, I love to hear what I'm going to say. Because the words are not mine. You are so much more powerful than you could ever begin to imagine. But just as the very well-worn analogy that a, a giant elephant can be controlled by a single rope attached to a stake. An elephant. An elephant that is probably big enough to make a serious hole in your house, in your walls, can be tied down by a single stake. That's us. We're the ones allowing ourselves to be tied down by the single stake. So what do we do? How do we get over that? We just start. 
I would invite you, if you haven't already today, if you haven't already started this in your life, the thing that you want most, that that hidden dream, that forgotten dream, that dream that you feel you can never have and you're like, gosh darn it, if I could only start my life over and work on that dream, go work on that. And I would just invite you to do it 20 minutes a day. There are three things that I've decided recently to do every day. Well, three things that take 20 minutes, some that take a little bit less. For me, one is playing the guitar a minimum of 20 minutes a day. Studying coaching 20 minutes a day, at at least Monday through Friday. And then writing in my book 20 minutes a day. Monday through Saturday. Notice I, I, I don't do most things on Sunday. Why did I make that decision? Because those are the things that I want to do. I love to write. Do you know the hardest part about writing? Is starting. Once you're in the story, once you're engaged, once you're in the flow, it works. If that crazy leprechaun voice, if that adversary can stop you from even starting, that's a lot easier. It's like crushing a flower or something before it even has a chance to grow. Because it knows what you can be. If you had a choice, oh, this is a great example. (laughs) See, you guys see it right there, right? Like that—that's what I mean when I, when something comes really cool to my mind, that I'm excited to say. The best examples in Hercules, the Disney movie. What did they do? Well, Hades saw that Hercules was going to grow into this incredible warrior, and if he fought, Hades was going to lose this giant battle that he'd waited forever. And so what did he do? He sent his little minions pain and panic to kill Hercules as a baby. And isn't that what he does with us? A little bit of perceived pain, a little bit of perceived panic in our life, a little bit of fear, a little bit of frustration. We don't even start. And then we're like, gosh darn it, I really wanted to do that. Now please understand as well, I'm not saying to beat yourself up if you're not trying. That is not this message at all. You can have an amazing, incredible life just living in this beautiful, happy feeling by doing almost nothing. I mean, you really can. You can train your brain to be so happy doing almost nothing. Here's a quote that comes to my mind. It says, it's by John A. Shedd. 
A ship in a harbor is safe, but that is not what ships are built for. A ship in port is safe, but that is not what ships are built for. What is a ship built for? A ship is built to sail, to adventure, to travel, to do all kinds of things. You know, we plan our lives around safety a lot of times. Instead of figuring it out. I know this is kind of a simple analogy, but there was a part of me that wanted to, before I was going to be gone for like, I don't know, between four or five or six weeks from my house, that wanted to get every podcast done in advance. You know, and instead the thought kind of came to my mind. It's like, well, Joseph, if you plan on being gone a lot and traveling plenty, you probably should figure out a way to record on the road. And once I made that decision, I figured everything else out. I bought a simple case for my microphone that's you know, really nice, so keep it protected, and figured out a way to actually wrap my actual podcast stand into a, into a towel. But at first I was like, oh my goodness, how do I get this in my luggage without tearing it up because there's a few sharp parts? We figure it out as we go. You get to design your life. You get to design whatever type of life that you want. And no matter what you, what you decide, it's going to have challenges. If, if your challenge right now is, is feeling single, even if you were married, you'd have plenty of challenges. You know, I see the challenges that every parent has with their kids. And I see the challenges sometimes I even face being here for decent amounts of time at my sister's house trying to figure out ways to get all my stuff done and the stuff that's important to me and at the same time having a fun time with my nieces and nephews. It, it's not always easy. I love a quote and I'm mistaken who it's from by now, but if I can look it up later if anyone really wants to know. And it says, you can either be in your, you can either be in your life or be in your thinking. Or you can either live in your life or live in your thinking. So what, what does that mean? It means so many times we're so caught up in our thinking. Oh, is this the right thing to do? Is this the right thing to do? You know, I experienced that yesterday sitting down with my, sitting down with my nephew. He wanted to play you know, with Batman toys and stuff. And, and in my head, I'm like, I've got, I've got to get this stuff done. I've got my things that are so important to get done. And I really want to get them done. Guys, life, life is not always about like a multiple choice test. It's A, B, C, D, and E. We figure it out though. You have time for what is most important to you. You don't have time for everything that's not. You don't have time to worry, worry about everything that could go wrong in your life. You don't have time to worry about everything that everyone could say to you every mean thing everyone could ever do to you. But you don't have time to try all the really cool stuff that you want to do in the world. 
And once you start, like, we are so guided, we are so directed in our lives. I want you to think about a time that you started and you tried something that you thought was nearly impossible, but you decided to do it anyways. And how great it made you feel when you were able to accomplish that thing. It's doing the things and trying the things that are way outside of what we thought we could do that teach us how, that we are so much more than we ever thought we were. I mean, even doing this podcast, it's opened up plenty of different opportunities. Connections, like, you know, opportunities, clients, like, everything. Everything you want is just on the other side of trying. Could you imagine if you just began to try in your life? Could you imagine what you would begin to experience? What do I mean by try? So you know what? This is something I want to do. I'm going to set aside 20 minutes and do it today. <gasps> what? That's it? Wait, wait, wait. You don't mean like set hours aside every day to get the stuff done that you really want to? No. Because there's a good chance that will do the opposite. And it will destroy you. When I took on those big challenges back in my mission, I was in a pretty good place. If you haven't been doing the things that you've wanted to for a very long time, start just taking the tiny, tiny, it's possible steps towards your goals. The very first podcast recording I ever did that has never actually seen the light of day and may never see the light of day, was 20 minutes. It was me sitting down with my mic, sharing what I might share with one single person that asked if they were being too picky. That was it. That was the beginning. That was the start. That was the try. Funny enough, it really was about 20 minutes. <laughs> it might have even been 18. I'll have to find that sometime. I guess it served its purpose. Guys, life can be so much fun if you let it. And it's almost sometimes the more variables we have in our life, the more we get caught up in our thinking. And sometimes you have to simplify. Like if I said I was going to come here to my sister's and work eight hours a day, that would be probably a bit rough. But sometimes that's going to be the case. You know, the thought coming to my mind is let, let yourself be a little bit more like Play-Doh than like Stone. Maybe, maybe not even that. Maybe clay. Because clay actually can be fired into a useful substance, unlike Play-Doh that we just recycle and throw back away. Let yourself be molded. But even when, like, when you're a little kid and you go to an art class and you, somebody hands you a block of clay, do you sit down and you're like, oh, 
I'm going to turn this into the masterpiece of David. No, you don't. It was super funny last night. I let my nephew play this game that he really wanted to play that I have. It's called Tony Hawk Pro Skater. One and two. It's the remastered version. It was really interesting to see what he did. So I, took, I, I put on the first level for him that had goals and like, okay, get this many points, collect these objects, jump over these things. And after playing for just a few moments and me trying to show him like, hey, this is how you get this, this is how you get this. And he said, Joseph, can I just play? Can I just, I just want to skate around with my guy. I don't want to worry about anything else. And I was like, whoa, like mind blown. When do we stop playing and make everything in our life about some stupid goal? And, and the reason I say stupid goal is because it's something that somebody else tells us. Somebody else says, hey, Joseph, you're not going to be enough unless you have this. True story, I have had a person that said, you know what, Joseph, I would really love to have you coach my teenage son, but you're not married, so you're not a good enough role model. What? That's, that's not very cool. I mean, it's been years, but I still remember that. Why do we think that either married people or single people have all the answers? Why do we think anything of the sort? It only matters if it matters to you. There's a beautiful story. It's called... Oh, You Are Special by Max Lucado. And in there, he tells these stories of these Wemmicks. But the interesting thing is, you know, the ones that succeed, they give stars to. The ones that don't succeed, they give dots to, gray dots. But the stars and dots only stick if you let them. So he meets this, one of the struggling Wemmicks, which is this group of people meets this girl that doesn't have any dots or stars, and she teaches him. She's like, hey, I just go to the woodcarver every day. I go visit the woodcarver. And I liken that to visiting God, visiting our Heavenly Father in prayer. And if that's not for you, maybe it's meditation, maybe it's something else. But it's taking the weight off of ourselves. It's taking the weight off and saying, you know, and turning to a power higher than ourselves and saying, God, I am trying. Please help me. I've got so many thoughts and things going through my head about what I'm supposed to be, what I have to be, and even what I want to be. Help me. There's a beautiful song, and it, it's called Here is Hope. 
But it basically just says, because, you know, the Savior came and paid for everything for us, all of our sins and everything else, hurts, pains, that we can have hope. He is our hope. And, and he is our light. He gives us that space to try again. And he whispers so often to us, you are doing so well. And then the adversary and the crazy leprechaun voice pop up in our head and say, who are you? Who are you to do such a great work? Who are you to do such a great thing? Oh. You know, it's, it, it's almost like he looks at us and he's like, come on. Really? You? You're going to do that? Well, hey, that's, that's what Goliath said to David until David hit him right between the eyes and cut off his head. We know that the scriptures really are the way that we learn of how God has spoken to other people and how he speaks to us. How he invites us, how he speaks to us, how, how he helps us, how he aids us. There is so much that he does. So much. So what about you? Like, what is coming to your mind that you would love to try again? What might be something that you said, hey, I'm going to do this. And then you didn't follow through. You didn't finish. And like I said, don't beat yourself up. Just say, hey, is that something I still want to do? Is that still something I want to create in my life? We are creators. I like to say we are the God of our own worlds. We create our heaven, we create our hell. You are the one that gets to decide what your life is. I have read some very, very awful stories and biographies of horrible things that have happened to people that should have never happened. And some of them spent so much time thinking and, and raging and pining about what they're going to do about it and how they're going to get back at everybody and how they're going to show the world. That's just adding a bunch of unnecessary pressure to our mind. I've also seen the people that have just chosen forgiveness. They've chosen forgiveness and they said, hey guys, they've cost me this many years of my life. I'm not letting them cost me anymore. And as I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking of some of the experiences and opportunities that you know, the adversary has cost me in my life. Well, how much longer am I going to let him do that? We change, we shift, our mind shifts. As I've shared before, the Artist Way program, I'd at least recommend going through once. It's amazing. It's, you know, 20 bucks for the book. and. Even if you don't want to buy the journal, you can just use a notebook for $20. That is some of the best uh, quote-unquote therapy you could ever imagine. You know, and it's interesting that, you know, one of, one of the kids that did not treat me very well back in elementary school, 
we've actually become like somewhat of friends. We don't hang out all the time. And we, you know, we might get together, talk once, you know, once or twice a year. But I don't harbor any bad feelings against him. And I enjoy the times that we do, you know, that we do get to go get lunch. And, you know, he's a good dude. Your past, as, as Tony Robbins says, like your past does not equal your future. But I would add to that, others people, other people's past does not equal their future either. Maybe we could be a little bit lighter on people. Maybe we could be a, a little bit more forgiving in letting other people try again too. It's like your friend that says, you know what, I'm going to lose weight. And they haven't in you know, X amount of years. And we're like, yeah, sure. Sure, I'll believe it when pigs begin to fly. And even then, if pigs did fly, we still wouldn't believe it. I know that's pretty obvious. Why don't we give other people the chance? Why don't, why don't we honestly encourage them and say, you know what? That is so awesome. Let me know what I can do to help you. Isn't that much different than laughing hysterically at what they said. Sometimes it is so challenging for people to even begin to try again. They feel like life has kicked them in the face so many times. They can't get up. You know, and funny enough, I love there's a scripture, I think it's in Jeremiah or something, but it says, get up off thy face. God is telling Jeremiah to get up off of his face. I love that scripture. Maybe we could employ a little bit more of that in our lives. Our lives can change in a split second. But they change also the more that you spend time showing up and what you want to change. Create your own future of the things that you want to try. As I share with you guys many times, I have something that I read every morning except when I don't like it and the funny thing about that is I had read this statement oh probably almost a month in a row perfectly every day and I was so happy with that fact well when I was when I was flying on Tuesday then I got caught up with some other things and I didn't have my checklist out and it was like the next day I was like no I forgot. But that actually provided a pretty cool learning experience. Because I was able to see that if I'd missed one in 31 days or probably even longer than that, I mean, I'm shooting like 97 or 98 or 99%. I'd say that's pretty good. We don't focus on that. We focus on the lack. We focus on what we don't do. We focus on what we haven't done. It's coming to my mind, so I, I think it's true, that even in the scriptures, God focuses more on what people have done than what they haven't done. I can definitely say from my life that that's the case. The times that I go to God and I'm like, I'm so sorry I messed up. You wouldn't believe it. He's like, you're fine. 
keep going. You know, keep, like, just start today. Start today. Try today. All you gotta do is try. The, the line from the song, as she's walking away, is coming to my mind. Roll the dice. Have some faith, guys. How hard is it to roll a dice? Imagine, imagine me rolling the dice. It's so easy. Why do we make it so hard? It's like, oh my goodness, I can never talk to that attractive girl across the way. Why? The worst she could say is no. We're like, yes, but it would feel like a thousand daggers in my heart. It will if you let it. But if it's simply a matter of a request and a refusal of a request and not a rejection of yourself as a person. I'm thinking of this funny bit. One of my former clients, the comedian Paul Green, would did has started doing some of his shows. And he's like, he does this whole uh, coach life coaching bit per se. He's like, I, I'm not taking it in. This is not a reflection of myself as a person. You know, kind of when, and, and it's super funny, but I think it's beautiful. It's just taking it in. It's just simply understanding and acknowledging and just saying, okay, cool. There was a request. There was a refusal of that request. That's all it is, guys. It's not a big deal. We spend so much more time worrying before we take the request, before we take the action. And sometimes we even spend a lot of time worrying about it after the action. But roll the dice. Have some faith. This is your life. There's a cool analogy that my mentor, Michael Neal, uses often of shoots and ladders. And, you know, if you happen to be out in England or some of those other places, it might be called snakes and ladders. But if you just sit and roll the dice and shoots and ladders you will eventually get to the end. Like, there has never been a game of shoots and ladders that somebody has not won. The more you roll the dice in your life, the closer you're going to get to where you want to be. And even the requests that you have no idea if they're going to pan out or not, doesn't matter. All you, all you can control is what you do. I have a choice of who I request or who I ask to interview on my podcast. They have a choice to say yes or no. And I was listening to something from, some, from uh, it had to do with Michael Neal and something else, but he was talking about how if people would just start asking for what they wanted, they would get closer and closer a lot quicker. It's like if you have an interview with that you want to fill. Start calling the people you really, really want and you'll be surprised how far you don't have to get down your list. And you'll be like, whoa. But most of us just settle. Most of us, we don't even try. We've got this amazing, amazing power in each of us to just show up and do what we want to do, do what we're asked to do. And we worry so much in our head if it's the right thing to do or not.
We get so caught up. Oh my goodness, what's this person going to say? It was interesting. I had an experience where I was in a, I was in a, a coaching group and I actually asked for you know, this, this person that I really respected a question and he said, no, I'm not going to answer that. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Did I upset you? Did I make you mad? Like, this is, these are the thoughts going through my head. And then the interesting thing that happened, because he'd also said in that call, he's like, I won't answer that today because this class isn't for that. But if you want to ask it tomorrow, I'll answer it. But in that moment, my head started spinning and it was like, oh my goodness, did I upset him? He's done so much for me. I, I would hate to be on his bad list. We, we all do that. Like we, we almost hate to be so, so on Santa's naughty list. It's like, oh my goodness, did I, did, I, did I do something too wrong? Oh no. My, my request was met with refusal. What does that mean about me? And like, like Paul Green says, this is not a reflection of who I am. This is not this. This is not, like, we don't have to go to that extent. And, you know, obviously his is just a, a comedic bit that's super funny. We just have to simply understand, oh, okay, cool. I made a request and somebody said no. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter in the slightest. Because the more times you ask, the more times you're going to get a yes. Like some, I remember a conversation and some really, some really pretty girls, they don't get asked out very often because guys think they're going to get shot down. But if you just ask, you'd be amazed how many times the, the girls say yes. And if they do say no, it's okay. We worry so much more about what comes after the no. But it's not really the no. It's all these things we've tied to the no. It's like the no literally means nothing. Until we attach all these meanings to it. That it gains weight. But if we stop attaching meaning to those things and we just say, you know what? I tried something. And it didn't work out. Let me try something else. In, in one of the schools of coaching that I was trained in years ago, they had failure. Like we had a sign that said fail on our, on our shirt for a day. And what we would do when we failed something, we would just say, ta-da! Almost like a little kid that like totally botches something. And then they get up and they're like, ta-da! Like that. And in Michael Neal's program, he does some, something similar in a program he calls Creating the Impossible. We have an entire week called Failure Week that's just about taking risk. But half of it's just about showing up. I have done so many courses, and some of them I haven't even shown up for every day. Because it's like, well, is this really a course? I mean, is this like a course, like in school? And it's like, well, if I'm going to invest that type of money, wouldn't I want to show up? And sometimes the answer is yes, and sometimes it's no. We think that so many things that are little are not a big deal. If I practice the guitar 20 minutes today, will it make a difference in my life? Will it make a huge difference in my life? 
If I practice just today and no other day and no days before, no. Now, if I practiced every single day for 20 minutes, absolutely. There's a beautiful story of a girl named Audrey Sheeta. If you look up Audrey Sheeta Rocksmith, you'll see a really cool story about this girl that started playing guitar when she was eight, and now she can play Through the Fire and the Flames by Dragon Force. Guys, what we are capable of is incredible. But we got to stick with it. And when you trip, you get back up. We, well, it's, it's so funny. I'm just thinking of, like, you know, especially with my nieces and nephews and stuff, when the ones that are younger and when others were younger, of how they trip or fall, and then they just, they just sit there on the floor. Sitting on the floor is not going to make anything better. It takes less effort to get back up than it does to sit around whining. But it doesn't feel that way because we're like, no, I tried and I failed. And my dream girl turned me down. When it comes to dating and trying, there's a line from a song called Keep Holding On by Avril Lavigne that I love. And it basically says, nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change destiny. Everything that's meant to work out will work out perfectly. Now, I don't necessarily believe in destiny. However, I believe each of us are guided. The more we listen, the better our path and the cooler our path is going to be. But not for everybody. You have no idea how much time you have left on this earth. You know, even on, we were watching BattleBots and this guy that was 49 years old had passed away, so they dedicated a particular award to him. None of us know when our, when our card's going to be pulled, guys. It's not like we, I mean, maybe people get a warning. Some people might, some people might not. This is, this is your time to live. This is your moment. This is your day to try. So start trying today. Stop worrying about all those things that have to be perfect. And just try. The more you try, the more you learn. The more you learn, the more experiences you'll have, and the more you'll keep trying. And if you can just treat your life as a state of play, like I said, little kids, they don't, my eight-year-old nephew doesn't worry about hitting all the goals on Tony Hawk. For me, it's like, okay, cool. How, how fast can I beat this level? How fast can I beat the next level? How fast can I beat the game? And ironically, speeding through it kind of killed some of the joy for me for quite a while, or for at least a little while. What if we had the eyes of a child? The eyes of a child to be able to just play. There's a beautiful song. If you guys want to check it out, it's from Finding Neverland. But it's just play. There's a great quote by George Bernard Shaw that says, we don't grow old because we, we, don't, we don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. Now, I love to have fun. I love to enjoy my life. And I love to do so many cool things. And that would be my invitation to you guys. Start trying. Start 
Start living the life that you want to live. You never know what's going to happen. Miracles happen when you try. And when you keep trying and trying and trying and trying. There's a quote by a man named Art Berg that says, While the difficult takes time, the impossible just takes a little longer. It does not matter what you want to achieve in your life. If you will just try, if you will just start, starting feels like the hardest part. But when you just do it, no matter what thinking is on your mind, you're going to be amazed at all of the really cool things that can happen in your life. And you may just start living the greatest adventure ever and have a lot of fun. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on. And you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then that schedule changes. So you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world, then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.